0: Hey, if you're wondering, we do have a Discord channel. You can come join the Discord channel in the show notes, there will be a link there, and you can come talk to our community. Downtime. A time to relax and reflect on what you have seen and what you have heard. A time to contemplate right from wrong, evaluate your own beliefs, and try to understand oneself a little better. Our heroes have been introduced with two different ideologies. One that believes in magic and the mysticism of a fantasy world, and one that believes in technological advances and the ability of oneself. In downtime, they have to learn to cope with these new ideas the way that the world is changing. Some may wonder if these people are actually able to come together. Some people may wonder if these two ideologies, these two worlds, are even compatible. My name is Christopher Rondo, and welcome to Wyvern's Aria.
1: Hello, my name is Alex Bessonette, and I am playing Arnar Jerry Nomanis, a level 2 dragonborn fighter.
2: Hello, my name is Tyler, and I play Casey Stone, the level 2 fighter.
3: Hello, my name is Sean Lass, and I play the character Rythan Dusk, who is a level 2 wizard.
4: Hello, I am Kedra from Texas, and I play Vivette Moles, the Celestial Warlock.
0: About nine days have passed since the adventures with the Corpse Bride. You have been able to experience some of the day to day life that has gone around Mezomola, been able to see the sights. Unfortunately, if you are from the fantasy continent, you haven't been able to visit the overcity, but the undercity has been able to take in your persona as sort of either a drug high or maybe some sort of costume. Lauren hasn't been doing so well. He seems to be under the constant care of Oswald and Asmund. His blood pressure seems to be high, he seems to be in a constant sweat, and while he has woken up, he hasn't spoken about his experience. He seems to have been growing more hair, his nails begin to grow longer, his teeth become more canine, and he looks around often in some sort of paranoia, even if he won't speak. But you have had some downtime since then. You have time to be able to do what you need to, take some time, explore the city, talk to your friends, talk to your family. Keep track on some of the things you left behind, be it your crew in the dock or perhaps a sister. So I leave this open to you guys over the past eight days. Arnar, what are you up to?
1: Well, so it's all the same group of people that got attacked at the apartment, right?
0: Correct. We have... Seathasai, the lizard folk with the pistol. We have Damien, who is sort of the leader of this rebel crew. Lydia, who is, was your escort into the city. Asmin, the dwarf mage of some sort who knows something about the Arcana. Oswald, the person you're probably very suspicious about, has an assortment of different tools in his pack. We also have a couple additional people who work at this complex as well. A female named Sally, Seems to be a mechanic of some sorts, but she always seems to have a pistol on her side. As well as a computer expert known as Jonathan. He sort of works the front desk of this area. This is a motorcycle place, so there are also some other mechanics that work here. Often um, repairing motorcycles. For what it's worth on the cover, it does seem to be a legit business. Even though, go past the back rooms to Sleeping quarters, a small armory, barracks I guess we can call it. And yeah. That's what you see.
1: All right. Well, so Arnard would stick with a Lydia most of the time, being the one of the few people from his part of the world here, and the only person here he maybe not fully trusts, but I'll put it at a solid 90% trust. <laughs> so he'd stick with her most of the time, maybe seeing as she has a sword on her, maybe training every once in a while, doing a little light, 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 light sparring. And without being on the ship, without having this normal day to day as a probably would pick up trying to uh, do a little, a little bit of like meditation almost. Just like everyone like for a period of the day, just sitting down and just trying to not think because he's used to having that period of the day where he would just say work the rigging or just work something on the boat where his brain is empty and he's just doing his job. So he's trying to do something to put his mind back to that. And then probably also kind of peeking over the shoulder of the, maybe the computer guy, but he's probably more interested in the motorcycles and seeing what these mechanical beasts are. And he just probably just looking over the shoulder of, I believe you said her name was Sally, probably looking over her shoulder, just watching what they're doing, like what the all the other mechanics are doing.
0: Yeah, per- perfect. So let's start with this idea with Lydia real quick. You said you wanted to spar with her? She is a sword fighter. She fights with two sort of military-esque sabers. What's the approach to this? You said lightly. Is it just, you know, basic routines or form practice? Or do you actually um, fight to actually spar in a more aggressive tone?
1: Well, so with no training blades and no, like, stuff like that around, maybe not sparring in that case, just both practicing going through, like, stances and motions. I I realize now that they don't have any weapons I wouldn't, do damage or damage the weapons themselves so just hand-to-hand stuff
0: sure Lydia spends the first few days beginning to recover from the poison and as oh
1: yeah I forgot about that entirely he's definitely probably checking up on her that too in that
0: case but after three or four days she is fully recovered and actually has some of this nervous energy to expend taking her sabers, she sees you doing these forms and will follow you out, pulling out these two things and she moves with a certain sort of grace that you wouldn't expect. She seems to definitely be more finesse based as she goes through these motions of following this simple thing of swinging the right sword with an overhand swing and then going in for an underhand swing with her left sword. She's definitely been trained. And not only has she been trained, she's been trained in a very classical form of sword fighting. As you guys begin to spar, she shows some moves that you haven't experienced before. A sort of a way to contort the body to be able to avoid blows. This sort of flourish, we'll say. Hmm. As she does this, she'll approach you. So, where have you trained to fight?
1: Well, man, just uh, did the basic training with uh, with the rest of my crew. And after that, it was all first-sentence experience. Just, they taught us how to block an attack. They taught us how to swing without hurting ourselves, how to swing to get the most power behind a swing. That's pretty much it. After that, it was came down to what I learned just by doing. Nothing, no techniques, nothing fancy, but I'm trying.
0: There's more to fighting than simply the techniques, the forms, and even the experience. Remember it takes two to tango, it takes one person to swing the blade, and it takes another person to block. You can really know a lot by observing your opponent and looking for opening.
1: Yeah, I've tried. It doesn't, uh, in the heathen moment though, it tends to be, uh, I tend to just go at them. And so far this worked for me. But I've tried to keep it in the back of my head of slowing down calming down reading them i'll see how it works though try to keep that more in the forefront in the future i feel like out here i need to start doing more thinking about my enemies especially with these and i he gestures towards the closest person with a gun especially with these new weapons around bit less straightforward than it used to be
0: well the good thing about these weapons is that you know that the direction of the projectile will fire Where the barrel is.
1: That part I figured out.
0: So it's very easy to know who the target is of someone with this weapon. More so than any sort of magic. Where you sort of have to hope the fire spell isn't going directly at you. So perhaps you're at more of an advantage than you think you are. Can only hope. Just make sure you slow down. Do not always go face first. But this was fun. Thank you. Oh no, thank you ma'am. And we'll pause on that for a second. Let's go to Rythan. Rythan, what have you been up to?
3: Seeing as Rythan is the one of the two odd people in this group of people, he's going to be spending most of his time alone. Uh, he's going to be conversing with someone that no one seems to know who he's talking to. But in most of his free time, he's going to be writing and researching um, in his spellbook.
0: So, I think Rithen is going to get approached by the other sort of outcast in this company, this lizard folk who has the pistol on his side, uh, who is wearing very basic sort of clothing, some denim jeans, a a simple shirt, and... He has this sort of mossy, green skin. Uh, doesn't seem to have any sort of hair, anything like that. But he heads towards Rythan. sort of head is a low, kind of looking up with curiosity. He goes, what are you doing? I'm sorry? Did, were you talking to me? Yes.
3: Uh, to put it so you would understand... I'm trying to complete a formula uh, for a magic spell that I've been working on for a while.
0: A magic spell? Yes. I see. What spell?
3: Well, if if I'm right, which I usually am, fire will come out of my hands
0: when I want to. Fire can come out of my hands.
3: Oh, would you mind demonstrating for me so I can take
0: some notes? Yeah, he's gonna reach into his pocket, pull out a pack of cigarettes. Pull out a lighter, (laughs) lights a cigarette, fire. See?
3: That is very interesting. And I'm going to make the flame just go out on its own. Can I see that device?
0: Sure. He hands it to you. How do you use it? So he shows that you can push the metal down to create the friction to create a spark. You know, just a normal lighter. Probably like a zippo lighter.
3: So I'm going to do what he showed me to make the flame, and then I'm going to... Attempt to make my firebolt look like it's coming from the lighter and hit the wall next to me or him.
0: Oh, spell, huh? I prefer something more reliable. He pats his side where his pistol is.
3: I found one of those a few nights ago. Do you know how to use these things?
0: You point towards a target, you steady, and you fire. Just be careful where you point. Are you up to making a deal? My instinct says no. So, is that a yes? What's the deal? If you
3: teach me how to use this, I will try and teach you how to shoot fire bolts from your lighter.
0: I have no desire to learn to shoot fireballs. Bolts. Bolts. Important instinction. He kind of like shrugs his shoulders. But... I need to kill time. I can help you with your gun practice. Thank you. Also, I don't see many people that look like you around here. No, not many. We don't live in the city.
3: I didn't think you had different races in this in this uh, new world.
0: No, I am very much human. You don't look human. That's like saying I'm a human. Are you not human? No, I'm better than human. Oh, we are a result of Mizzumula's corporations. We are transformed by experiments. Maybe like your spells.
3: There are spells that can transform people into things. Or people into people. Or people into birds. By choice or not by choice?
0: Well, maybe we aren't so different after all.
3: Probably not. I'm going to pat him on the back. And we're going to go our way
0: he flinches but accepts it cool and we'll fade to black there he will give you proficiency in firearm training if you follow with him for like five days or so
1: i will do that perfect what a shock who could have seen that decision coming what a hard decision for him
0: we've seen the art
3: (laughs) yeah (laughs) kind of have to know how to use a pistol it's in my artwork
2: Casey. Okay, so after our whole fiasco in the sewers, uh, I'd like to approach Asmund.
0: We'll say he is looking over Rameth pretty pretty heavily over the next eight days or so. But he stands there, kind of looks at you, gives a grin, just his normal, kind of rambunctious self. He goes, Oh, Casey! Hey, Asmund!
2: He, like, snaps his fingers. How's that going? Uh... And I I snap my fingers, and probably nothing happens.
0: (laughs) Oh, you'll get it.
2: Keep trying. Yeah, that's actually what I wanted to talk to you about. So, all this magic stuff going on over the past couple months uh, has got me thinking that, for the first time ever, uh, I feel out of my league. And I was hoping that maybe now is the time where you can... Help me learn how to do that.
0: Out of your league, huh? No surprise there.
2: (laughs) Is it possible at all for you to teach me how to use magic? (laughs) That depends how much you want to learn. As much as I can, and I'm like (laughs) serious-faced for like the first time ever, like dead serious.
0: So he gives himself a slight chuckle and then sees your face and immediately, all right, I can try. I don't know if. What I know is applicable to people of this area, but we can definitely try. It may not be very conventional, though. Most people are exposed to magic from a very young age, and you've only been exposed for eight months? Roughly. But we can try. We can try. We can try. Come, come, come. He pulls out a book that seems to be hidden within his clothing, and the book is only about like a 9x5 booklet, a little bigger than you know a normal novel but shorter than a textbook and probably even Rithen's spellbook. book. He pulls it in and shows you a lot of the arcane language and for better or for worse it, it goes pretty much over your head. He begins to say it's like learning Chinese for example. After about a half hour of this or so he, he gets pretty frustrated. He's like I don't know, kid. I don't know if you're cut out for this.
2: I can do this. I know I can, and I have to. Have to? For the first time ever, I... I'm scared.
0: There's nothing wrong with being frightened.
2: I have to learn this,
0: Asmin. I... we just keep going, please. You guys spend the next day or so trying to do this, and you kind of get some of the language things down, being able to understand, like... This arcane sigil means fire, and if you connect this arcane sigil with this arcane sigil, perhaps you'll be able to make the mythical fire bolts, or something like that. But as he's able to summon the fire in his hands and toss it, it's just not not working for you at the moment. And Asmund, kind of rubbing his temples, um, have maybe maybe we're approaching this wrong. Maybe we're approaching this too much from a student that i would have had who has experienced magic his whole life what 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 have you experienced your whole life what what can we relate to relate to
2: i mean most of my life all i've known is how to
0: fight how to fight Mm Hmm. i don't know much about the fighting styles from around here, but most everyone uses these projectiles. Is that correct? Yes. Maybe we can implement something there. Let me see your gun. I I hand it to him. He sort of leads you to his makeshift workstation, which is probably just like an end table that is luckily his height because he's a dwarf. And you can see that there are some alchemical supplies next to it, seems like I Don't know if this will work, but a lot of magic users need a focus. Whether it is a wand, or a staff, or a ring, or an orb, perhaps we can teach you to make this a focus. Okay. He's going to begin to look at the pistol, and he is going to sort of teach you how to um, implement some runes on its side to, to make it more arcane. Implementing some basic sort of engraving with a tip of a blade and you know you practice for several days trying to get these lines directly correct. Several days pass and he then eventually will come outside after a lot of explaining, a lot of practice of these techniques and he will probably set up some sort of table with like a soda can or a beer bottle on top of it and there's probably a small crowd, you see Arnar, uh, Sethasai, Lydia, Sally and Jonathan, Rithan if he isn't busy learning spells, Asmund looks to you. Alright, just like we practiced, just fire. As opposed to just
2: aiming my gun and then firing immediately as I'm used to, I'm gonna hold it steady, close my eyes, take a deep breath, and just channel everything that I've learned over these past couple days. and. As I'm breathing out, dark, shadowy little tendrils come out from the gun and wrap around it. And then as I fire, they go with the bullet.
0: The bullet hits the beer bottle head on as it begins to shatter. I think there is a brief quiet coming from the crowd until Asmund kind of runs up to you. He He's a burly guy. He's pretty strong, kind of picks you up. He's like, ah, oh, lad, you did it. And he, he sort of whispers to you. No need to be scared. I.
2: I just have a big smile on my face. Because I learned a new trick. Thanks, Asmin. I. I appreciate this.
0: Vivets, why don't you describe your character for me? My
4: character looks quite human, wears almost monkly types of robes, black and white. She has black hair that cascades down into more of a gray and white, Uh, has an updo, quite odd-colored eyes if you ever see them. She tends to wear things that cover her eyes when she's traveling or around those she does not know. She carries a few weapons on her. Nothing too big, doesn't like to be suspicious, mostly quiet, stays in the background, very pale skinned, and something about her maybe just seems a bit off.
0: Perfect. You are traveling with Samson currently. This tiefling who is the high priest of Mephisto, or at least one of the high priests, he stands there, he is wearing plate armor sits with a sword on his side as well as a pistol which at this point you have gotten to know a little more about this energy weapon. He travels with several people but the person of notes here is a human man named Nathan. He shows a lot of clerical abilities. He seems to be more on the supportive side just sort of leaning out his magic to sort of help prevent tiredness, exhaustion to calm emotions if they ever get too heated as you have been traveling. You took a boat from the Blackwater Mansion through the demilitarized zone and headed to the port town of Mezamola. and you've been here for about 10 days. And through this exploration you have not found very much. It seems like Samson wants to keep you on the underside of this city. Not wanting to take you to the surface level, so it's been about 10 days since you've even seen the moon and the sun. It smells. There is a huge sense of drugs in the air like tobacco and other sort of illicit substances that give off an odor. It is very very dirty. Many people are perfectly okay with littering the streets. There's a sense of crime here where people would go so far as graffiti walls. Which you will often see in sort of this ritual. Someone will graffiti the wall, someone would clean the wall, and then this rinse and repeats. The food is very, very salty. You are used to eating fresh foods from some nearby farm or you know fresh caught fish. This food comes in bags or cans. They tend to be very crunchy, very oily, and very salty. And you experience all of these things as you guys kind of hole up in what appears to be, they, they call it a motel, but it's kind of like a inn. It has two large beds and the six of you in your party kind of cramp into this area. And there's are some very interesting things here, like a toiletry and a television. And you guys are experiencing all these new things and it becomes very, very cramped and very, very, tense, as from your perspective, it looks like Samson doesn't know what he's doing. But you can imagine, based on what you know about him, that he he is a smart guy. There, There is an ulterior motive for this sort of conditions. Anything you would like to do over the course of this 10 days of exploring the city and talking to Samson and dealing with this rough, sort of situation.
4: Does this motel... Does it have a roof that I can get to?
0: I wouldn't say that there is roof access, but there's definitely a roof you can climb up to if you wanted to.
4: I think after telling them I need some time for prayer, which I hope they would understand, and seeing as how our gods are very different, I'd like to do that alone. So... In those small times I would go up to the roof if I could, set out my statue and try to settle my stomach and pray to Persephone, ask her for guidance, remember the way it was back at home, and then I also brought a few things along with me. They do have some welding on them so I'm hoping he does not notice when I take it out of my bag. The book that I picked up from my past. I go through it, study some spells from that, and go through my own, make sure I have everything ready that I think I'll need in this very smelly, odd, hot, stinky place. I do not like it here. I'm wondering if I came with the right person. Surely he has some greater ideas, but so did my father. I never understood those either. And then I would just go back down, set with him. I, of course, along the journey and before I got to the ship, did disguise myself a bit. Certain things have been covered up as to not alert him of certain past times of mine. So any time I can, I stay in the back. I watch. I listen. I try and understand. That is pretty much what she does. She is following, but... She's trying to I guess passively observe everything around her, figure out what he's up to and if he really is here for the reasons he said he was.
0: I think that in the fantasy world, in the Blackwater Mansion, especially in the Church of Persephone herself, I think there's kind of this natural connection to the Divine, the Divine Forces being at Mephisto or Persephone. And I think that is attributed with the existence of magic. That you can extend your third eye or your your ability to see magic and thus it can either be called arcane primal forces or the divine and natural tendencies to associate this feeling with, with some form of magic or, or the gods. It's definitely weaker here you extend your senses out as you begin your prayer expecting that warm feeling of persephone to wash over you as you begin your trials of the next day and it is almost as if the gods have abandoned this place you sense a flicker but you don't sense the warmth you feel you should be calm but you are not and the clerics and paladins and priests of Mephisto can feel this too as Nathan will have voiced this concern once or twice and Samson will try to sort of calm down the people and say that they are very far from home and and sort of language like that that sort of deflects the question but also try to comfort the, the priest here.
4: I would also join him in trying to comfort people, make sure they're not fighting, but I know this this group is a bit more of a wild bunch than what I'm used to, at least recently. But I definitely keep an eye, specifically on Samson, helping him when I can, memorizing his weapons, his actions, his movements, any maps he may have pulled out, anything that he's doing, but besides helping and trying to be as I was at the Temple of Persephone and helping the people around me, I do keep my distance a bit from all of them. And, of course, every now and then have to go out into the hallway to what I say is catch a breath of air, but of course is to make sure that my appearance stays as it is.
0: About the 10th day here in these cramped conditions you definitely feel that tensions are rising. They do not like this situation. Even their humble abode at the church of Mephisto was better conditions than this currently is. Nathan comes back, has these four cardboard boxes, comes in and goes, Dinner's here! Dinner's here! And Samson goes, Alright, let's start our, our meeting. Nathan kind of pulls out this box as there is some sort of bread that seems to have cheese on it and some sort of meat that you guys are not familiar with. This is a pizza and begins to pass around the boxes as you guys begin to enjoy this rather gross meal that probably has made you guys feel more sick most of the time than anything else. But it is what the locals eat so it is what they are bringing to you. Samson looks around and goes, All right, we have a couple of objectives finally. I'm sorry it has taken so long to receive them, but we arrived here earlier than expected and we had to wait a little bit. Vivette, do you remember the nobleman from the Blackwater Mansion that was at our original meeting where we met?
4: Yes, I do remember serving him.
0: We know his daughter is here. The... Blue Sapphire Dragon is at a vehicle shop not too far from here. We want you to make contact with the people here and see why they are housing a noblewoman from the Blackwater Mansion.
4: And I am to do this alone.
0: You can bring Nathan with you if you would like, but we as representatives of the Church of Mephisto aren't going to be the best choice to talk to them. Persephone is definitely a more welcoming goddess.
4: I do agree with you there, and I believe that Nathan should probably stay back to assist in keeping things calm here. If this is what I must do, then I will. It's not the first time I've been alone in a situation I can handle myself.
0: Yes, see if you can extend an invitation for an open meeting with these people if possible. Don't do anything dangerous if you can. We are going to go investigate a Creed Corporation who may know a little bit more. We sense that there's some draconic magic emanating from one of the buildings on the surface. We're just going to send some preliminary scouts to check it out. And he's going to point to two or three people and assign that task to which everyone who's kind of left out kind of groans a little bit. He begins to kind of go over the basics of that plan, which basically is going into the building and around the building, casting detect magic to see if there is any sort of remnants there of some, any sort of draconic magic. And he will nod, take a piece of pizza, bite it, and goes, I think meeting is adjourned unless anyone has any questions.
4: And... If I go and they are dangerous, what do you want me to do? Should I report back on a certain timeline, or do you want me to stay and investigate until I find the answers, then return?
0: If they are hostile, do not stay there. We don't want to put you in danger. I would come back here and wait until all the scouts return. However, you make the best judgment. If you think the situation is safe, and you are safe, then persist and try to get more information. Remember though, these people have technology, science they call it, that I do not understand quite yet. An error caution always.
4: Of course, and I thank you kindly for helping me get here and also being concerned about my well-being. It's not every day our two kinds get together, and make nice like this. So I think I will leave this boxed food and maybe I'll pick something up on the way.
0: All right, be safe.
4: All right, well, may your God be with you and mine with me. I will let you know if I hear anything.
0: And we will fade to but... This podcast is brought to you by Rondo Creator and Rondo Creator Games. To find out more, come check out rondocreator.com or wyvernsaria.com.